Hey guys, and welcome back to Read Dirty to Me. I'm your host, V Cummins, and I am so excited to be talking with you guys this week. We are going balls to the wall, and I am so excited to get down and dirty and talk about it. If you like any of the Wall Brothers from Kate Sewell's, you will love this episode, I hope. Fingers crossed. Um, and I, this is something that gets talked about a lot on the Reddit romance books. I see like there is a flare that says Cashwall's truck nuts and Cashwall is like the epitome of the book boyfriend on that sub and I can kind of see it but I have a hot take guys. Kellum has my heart. Kellum is the best wall brother but we will get into it. I will say he is going to be our last book today. Kellum will be so we uh, are ending like I said or like I usually do on my top book of the week. Um, we are going to start with uh, Wall, just Wall. Um, he is the oldest brother and there is some big trigger warnings for his book. Um, we are going to go ahead and just start getting into the books right now. There's no big announcements. So I'm going to go ahead and get the trigger warnings now. In the show notes, I will go ahead and have when I get done talking about this book. So if you'd like to go down to the show notes and see kind of when the trigger warnings will be over, um, you know, please go do, please feel free to do so. So um, like I said, we're going to start talking about Wall by Kate Wells. And it was actually part of the Steel Bones Motorcycle Club romance. There are two pretty big triggers. Um, one of them is infidelity. He does cheat. It's a second chance romance. He does cheat in the beginning. Um, and he cheats because they are going through a very hard time with pregnancy losses. So that is another really big trigger. Um, I know for myself, there were a few times where it got very hard to read. So I do want to just go ahead and put that out there for you guys as well. Let's go ahead and get started with the blurb. What's more dangerous than a second chance? Wall. I want my wife back, but I lost the right to be with her one drunken night four years ago. She might think I bailed, but I've been here all along. When she finally comes to me, I ain't letting her go again. Mona, I've moved on. Not literally and not in my heart, but I'm not the broken woman whose husband betrayed her and left. I'm stronger now. But when I run, but when I run into trouble and I need a backup, well, John Wall is the biggest, toughest man I've ever known. I thought I knew it tore us apart, but when I let John back in, I realized the past, like people, isn't always what it seems. And second chances, they can break you forever. This book was very hard to read in certain points. Um, so if if you are one of those people that has any type of like real big trigger with either one of these things, it's going to be a very hard book. It is also not needed to read the other Wall Brothers books. So if this is one that you feel like you cannot do, I totally understand. Um, and I just wanted to give you guys <clears throat> that information to kind of do with what you will. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get further into the book. Um, MVP character was Mona and Wall. They were battling so much and both flailing around trying to find their own way. And he does make a huge mistake, but you can see the moment that he makes it, it like just destroys him. And you see how he tries to repair that or how he tries to help her, um, 
while also giving her the space that she thinks she needs or wants and he thinks that she needs or wants and he waits until she comes to him and I really enjoyed that I really enjoyed that it showed him pretty much immediately trying to make amends Thanks factor 8 out of 10 but just because of the triggers mainly um this was like a novella it was 43,000 words like a hundred and some odd pages so it is not going to be as dense as the other ones um which I think is good I think that their story needed to be that length um but a lot of the angst came from just things that they had battled in their past that they're now having to get over they don't have a real big like fight break a huge thing like that which is um very helpful and you can tell there's like one moment where she thinks he's like messed up again and how he handles her reaction to that is like oh I really messed up and I'm probably gonna have to keep like living with these moments where she's gonna have these freakouts. and how he responds to that seems very wonderful is it part of a series? Yeah, like I said, it's the Steelbones Motorcycle Club. I am not a big motorcycle club romance person. Um, there's always a million and one nicknames, and they are very hard to keep track of. And this one, unfortunately, was kind of the same way. And it's a bummer because I do like the idea of a motorcycle club. Like, I like that they're all kind of banded together. I like that they're all, they have that camaraderie. Sometimes it feels a little less um, violent than, like, a mafia book. So, I just, mafia books don't feel like they have as many nicknames, but even some of those can get intense. Um, I just really felt it a lot during one scene in particular, but... Other, I mean, I, I, it makes sense because they all are characters that are part of this series. It's, it's the same like small critique that I've had for other books with a lot of standalones or connecting standalones. Um, I just feel like I feel it more when it comes to the motorcycle club. Best scene was when she finally gets to confront him, but then he's like, so she finally gets to confront him. And she, like, at one point almost, like, pulls a Teresa Dudice and, like, flips over a table. She has these moments of just, like, pure anger. And you're like, yes, get it all out. He deserves to hear your pain. He deserves to hear your anger and your vitriol and stuff. And, like, oh, yeah, maybe don't throw plates. But, like, okay, you can feel her anger. And then, like, he just allows that, like, he's, like, yeah, just, like, you can yell at me. You can be mad at me. And then a wine glass breaks and she goes to try to pick it up and she ends up getting a piece of glass like stuck in her knee and watching him take care of her was very very sweet and them kind of having this like big blow up and her just being like hey I'm really sorry and he's like no you're right it was just a really nice moment where you're like these are two people who are very fundamentally hurt by life and then kind of by each other and you can also see how that love is still there and can actually be patched up, which I think is something that's really hard to do when you have one of the characters cheat. Like, that's a really hard thing to go back to. Um, so I was very impressed by that. So that is just plain old wall by Kara, Kate, Kara, Kate Wells. And next we are going to go to Against Wall, which is Cash. So let's get into cash wall. <laughs> my high school bully is now my fake boyfriend. 
Glenna. Cashwell has been messing with me since junior high. Nuisance stuff mostly. Name calling, pranks. Honestly, he's nowhere near the worst of my problems. Back in school, I had bigger fish to fry, and now I've got a scarlet letter situation going on. The whole town hates me. For some reason, Cash offers himself up as my knight in shining armor. So now my former tormentor is my fake boyfriend. What could possibly go wrong? Cash. Glenna Dobbs thinks I'm an idiot, and she's mostly right. I hunt, fish, I go mudden. I'm not the brain type. I'm not really a thinker. But I ain't stupid. When I see that Glenna needs a rescue, I'm in. Because what Glenna doesn't know, I've been in this whole time. And once I've got her, I'm never letting go. My MVP character is Cash motherfucking Wall. Initially, he wasn't my favorite. He seemed to be having an incredibly difficult time being even a little bit nice to Glenna. But I really do think he was right in how he acted eventually. Also, one of my biggest issues with enemies to lovers is that it's always the man who is in love the whole time. And the woman tends to kind of come off as a brat. And I felt that a lot here. When you find out the reason why she stopped talking to her best friend and stopped going over to their house and you find out and like there is other stuff going on at home she had just lost her mother that is all like very 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 sad and a lot for her to deal with as a teenager but then you find out that like she ditched one of her best friends and really hurt this girl and you kind of just get like really bummed and then you also find out that at the same time she was also just like really ignoring cash and he tried to be earnest with her and she would kind of push him down at every turn and eventually you kind of see why he just leaned into the prankster element of it overall I was just kind of bummed about like those certain aspects but Cashwall was very funny Inks factor was like a three out of ten the visual of cash sitting in her driveway with his dogs was so adorable and so like heart melting that I was like okay I kind of get it for this scene alone is it part of a series yep it's the Stonecut County series best scene when he has to carry her down the mountain um their thoughts together are so cute how he's reacting towards her is very cute she's so mad because she got shot by somebody that he, he that was on the tour that he was guiding and she just keeps he just keeps being like sorry I got you shot it's my fault you got shot um and just their whole interaction between that was very cute and you're like okay I can see how these two can be a cute couple um dual point of view yes spice factor was like a four out of ten I just felt like it could have been spicier um my happy ending scale is like a five out of ten please give me more please 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 give me more of an epilogue. The same can be said for a wall and the same can be said for hitting a wall, um, which is, or hitting the wall, which is the third book that we're going to talk about. All I wanted <laughs> was to find out more about their life after. Um, I would have absolutely loved that. So my biggest issue with the happy endings is that we just did not have more of them. Um, but I, this is actually the only one that I <laughs> took like annotations on. I will say for this one, it took me a little bit to kind of fully get into at first. I think I read like, 
I don't know, maybe the first like 10%. And then I had other books that I thought about reading. And so I ended up like returning this one to Kindle Unlimited for a while. And then when I finished hitting the wall, I went back to this. And I am very glad I went back to this. I probably stopped it like two chapters too short. Um, but overall, I am glad that I came back to it. But like I said, this is oddly enough, the only one that I have annotations for. So page two, Toby did me a lot of favors when he dumped me six weeks ago. The biggest one is that I don't have to watch any more videos of stupid crap that I don't care about. I only watch the stupid videos I want to watch now. It's very liberating. And I said, listen, I love my husband and he never listens. So I can say this. Sometimes I have to suffer through his TikToks. So I really feel this. Um, chapter two, cash. I've never been able to help myself around Glenna Dobbs. You breathe on her and she gets flustered. She's so awkward and grumpy. It's freaking irresistible. I adjust my cock. It's pressing against my zipper. What a strange but funny turn on. Um, I screwed and then, oh, chapter six, cash. I screwed up. I don't know exactly how, but I definitely have because that's what I do with this girl. I shoot myself in the foot. I got the yips with her. Always have. And I said, I've got the yips with this girl is so sweet. I just love that phrasing and that um, way to describe messing up constantly. And I understand like the whole like sports element of it. I just found it very cute. Sophomore year, photography club day was the highlight of my week. Football practice ended the same time as the shutterbugs. Toby always gave Glenna a ride home, but whatever he was doing on Tuesdays, he was always late to get her. I'd make my buddies wait and I'd pretend to play on my phone, but I'd be watching her sit on the school steps. She didn't have the data to waste, I guess, because she'd look at the woods or the cornfields past the parking lot. Sometimes she'd have that sad look on her face, but sometimes, when the weather was really nice, she'd look kind of dreamy. Her lips would curve, almost a smile, and her cheeks would round up like snowballs. And then there was like a few more paragraphs in between and then another part. I don't understand why Toby Guilfoyle didn't appreciate what he had, but what I really, really don't understand is why Glenna didn't know she deserved better. I'd never have made her sit a second on the stairs. I ain't careless with what's mine. Chapter 7, Glenna. Is it a kink to talk about kinky stuff and then have missionary sex on a microwave burrito? I opened the door with no adieu. Immediately, Cash thrust a bouquet of wildflowers at me. Orange roses, sunflowers, daisies, green trick, and baby's breath. It's wrapped in burlap and tied with raffia. I'm laying my white cloth napkin across my lap when I see her husband dig into his pockets and then pop bright orange earbuds into her ears. He does it all casual, and except for her shoulders lowering, she doesn't react. So that is Heavy's book in the Motorcycle Club with, um, or it alludes to Heavy's book with their sister Dina. And their sister Dina has autism and watching the way that Heavy would always kind of just like walk around and help her with these things that he knows helps her handle, um, or I don't want to say like coping mechanisms, but like things that have just helped her adjust, you know, like whenever they go to the big festival he brings her uh, earplugs and just all these very cute, quiet moments that were observed, I thought were really wonderful. And it made me want to read Heavy's book. And that's actually how I ended up finding the Motorcycle Club book and John and Mona's or John Wall and Mona's story. So it was very fun. Uh, chapter 8, Glenna. To be brutally honest, the fact Cash can be a massive prick actually turns me on. It's like watching a monster truck demolish everything in its path. If it's not running you down, it's kind of exciting. And that's not a sign of a good mental health, right? That I like that. 
Um, I hope it's a good sign of mental health because I don't need another thing telling me that I have bad mental health, but thank you so much. Yep, that's why we're going to make a home on the mountain, live off the land, and make babies smart like you and cocky like me. This is one of those moments where Cash really wins me over. That man just wants to have like cute little babies on the side of this mountain and he just want to takes care he just wants to take care of Glenna. It's all very very cute. Then, as soon as he sees Toby on his phone at a table in the empty dining room, he clears his throat, smirks as smarmy as I've ever seen, and announces, Sorry for the inconvenience, man. Just ate Glenna's sweet pussy until she called my name instead of God's. Apparently, she's never had it so good. But don't be too hard on yourself, my dude. Cash has been walking and talking, and when he passes Toby, he claps him hard on the shoulder. You like to run your mouth to tear a woman down. I got other skills. And that's like one of those moments where you're like, I really understand the cash wall love, too. Um, another thing was it seemed like there was constantly like she was under threat. Um, and there were some big things that happened that seemed like they would have carried over from Kellum's book into Cash's and we don't get a ton of like backstory on that. There were just times where I really wish that we would have gotten like more backstory or more, information about the drama or just like making it more high stakes there's some um issues with like the paper and glenna and it seems like she's under threat and then she's not and you're just kind of like okay hold on though like i i'm just wondering i wish we would have seen more of that because i feel like it would have also helped add to things as well so that is hitting the wall by Kate Wells and then now or sorry that was against a wall now we are going to hitting the wall blurb or synopsis she's not a secret she's a second chance Shay six years ago the good upstanding men of Stonecut County ran me off I took a secret with me an inconvenient truth they wanted buried actions have consequences their perfect golden boy maybe wasn't so perfect after all when life hands me one too many lemons, I'm forced to go back, and in stone cut, nothing ever changes. Kellum Wall is still golden, I'm still unwanted, and being swayed by his cocksure smile will most certainly ruin my life all over again. Kellum, I believe there are still good men left in this world, and I strive to be one. I was raised to live by a code, God and country, protect and serve. I always do the right thing, even when it's hard, and yet somehow I've made an unforgivable mistake. I want what I lost, the woman, the child, the white picket fence, but it's not going to come easy. She's a survivor. She doesn't believe in happily ever after, and earning her trust might be the hardest thing I've ever done. She's got my heart in her hands, though, and this time I'm not letting her slip through my fingers. My MVP character is Shay by a country mile, and that's not to, like, dismiss Callum because Callum is wonderful. But Shay is just like strength personified. Very rarely in a secret baby romance will I be able to side with the mom. But she was doing every single thing in her power to protect everyone. This poor woman deserved any and all breaks she could possibly get. It's I had this conversation with my husband like 16 times over the course of reading this book. Because I was like, it is so hard to do a secret baby trope right. Especially if they... You know, it's just, it's so hard to do. And she knew who Kellum Wall was. So at a certain point, you could very easily be like, well, you knew who he was. You could have reached out in some kind of way. 
until you understand, until like you're looking at the full dynamics of the situation and the way that it was all laid out and presented, there's no way in all holy heck she would have survived being pregnant and going to him when she found out and like being able to tell him when she found out. I understood just like every at every single turn what she was doing and how well she was protecting Mia and to see Kellum also really have these moments of like wanting to be angry at this time he lost but also knowing that um he like she isn't in the wrong was really interesting to watch as well my angst factor was like a 6 out of 10. Kellum was wonderful, but you really understood her motivations while also hoping that Kellum could stop what was actually happening and that he could stop his parts of his family from just absolutely brutally going after her. These people in his life that he thought were the good guys, but they were actually the good old boys who weren't very good um, and having to clean up all of this. And this is where some of these like big things that were set up in this book, maybe there are the motorcycle books and I just didn't get to them, but I wish that we would have seen more of the angst and like more of the big drama and how these things were resolved. Um, I wish that we would have seen more of that. And let's see, it is part of a series. The best scene, their first meal together as a family. He was trying so hard and watching Mia almost immediately take to him was wonderful. So Mia doesn't officially have an autism diagnosis in this book, but they talk about how she is exactly like her aunt Dina on Kellum's side of the family. Um, and Dina has by, has been diagnosed with autism. So um, they do not have like give Mia a diagnosis but they do talk about how she does not talk to people and she does not warm up to people and just within like a few minutes of being around Callum she really warms up to him and it is very sweet it's one of my favorite things in a secret baby romance when the child meets the dad who doesn't know that it's their dad and just immediately takes to them I find it so sweet and this book had that in spades so if that's something you really enjoy um I really loved that aspect of this book dual point of view yes but more towards Shay's side spice factor was like a six out of ten their first makeout back together is very hot um until he messes it up and happy ending scale is like a five out of ten again because i just needed more i needed so much more um and I don't know. I'm probably going to end up downloading the epilogues that come from her newsletter because I just really want to see if anything else gets answered. Um, overall, very fun series of brothers. I will be interested to see if she is going to do anything with the fourth brother. Um, like I said, Dina's book is in the Motorcycle Club as well, and I have hers downloaded, and I'm going to read that one. But I thought it would be fun to do the Walls brothers, the Wall brothers that we have. And yeah, that's about it for today. If you celebrate, happy Midnight's release weekend to you all. Uh, I have not stopped celebrating, actually, much to most people in my life's um, annoyance at this point. So if you see all of those records on Spotify that she is breaking, please know that I have contributed heavily to that on multiple accounts, it feels like, because sometimes I'll 
put it on my TV, which is on my husband's Spotify account. So at this point, it's just being streamed. It's been playing on my vinyl record player. It's maybe uh, I'll have to do a a series on some book recommendations based on Taylor Swift songs because boy, howdy, do I have a lot. So that has been a really nice backdrop over the past uh, few days with these books. I really added some fun to it. So yeah, I guess that is it for this week. I hope you guys had fun with them. Um, I hope you guys go and read these. They were they were a blast. Some of them, sometimes it felt like very extra long chapters um, or like it's a little bit harder to get through. But overall, really wonderful stories. Um, really easy to root for the characters because they were just so gray um, where they're not all bad. They're not all good. They're just very morally gray. And it was really nice to see characters like that while still having just really big redemption arcs as well. Um, so yeah, overall that is the well brothers by Kate Wells and I hope you guys had fun and I will see you guys next week. Bye.